right. Good morning. You are listening to TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. I'm Leah, and I'm here with Jessica. Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Can you hear me? Um, my you can, headphones maybe. are a little quiet, <laughs> yeah. actually. I think your your mic is a little quiet, too. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, good morning. How good are morning. you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Um, that was uh, Paint It Black, the instrumental version by the Absolutely Grand Orchestra, which, I mean... It's a banger. Go off, Queens, I guess. Like, <laughs> it seems, seems a little conceited to call yourself the absolutely grand orchestra. I mean, I guess they're not saying they're the absolutely great or the absolute best <laughs> orchestra, but whatever. Um, anyway, uh, today, this Sunday after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we are thankful for Tim Burton. Are we? <laughs> sure. Um, we're talking about the Netflix show Wednesday. Uh, based on the life of Wednesday, <laughs> um, which takes the spotlight on one of the members of the Adams family mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, puts her in a school for freaks. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is a, a boarding school for the extraordinarily gifted. No, it's for freaks. They're not extraordinary. It's a freak school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a freak school. Um, Anyway, it's about Wednesday Adam, played by Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Ortega, I think. Is it? I, I don't know. It's Jenna. I don't know. <laughs> Ms. Ortega doing a fine job as Wednesday Adams. And um, yeah, it's produced by Tim Burton. Much was made of this in the lead up to it because people are like, oh, Tim Burton and Netflix, you know, like, wow. <laughs> Tim Burton. I didn't read any of those. I things. don't know. I mean, Tim Burton is just. I have a theory that you're just not allowed to wear a black and white striped shirt in Hollywood without putting Tim Burton's name yeah. on it. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, the show centers around, as we said, Wednesday Adams going to Nevermore Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, the show lays it on real thick. <laughs> Nevermore Academy. And... Uh, it's kind of her last chance. She's been kicked out of many other schools for her <laughs> antisocial, some would say sociop- you know, sociopathic behavior, um, such as releasing piranhas into the pool um, at one of her other schools. In defense of her brother, yeah, Pugsley, th- who's to, bullied by the water polo, water polo team. Yeah, to an absolutely terrible person who probably deserved to lose a testi- testicle. That's all the piranha got. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so she goes to Nevermore Academy where uh, mayhem ensues and she has to figure out a centuries-old mystery, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about her coming into her power. Yes, and, like um, all shows about supernatural teens. It's about a young woman coming into her power. But aren't all teens supernatural in a way, Jessica? They're all spooky to me. <laughs> they all inspire levels of fear yeah. previously heretofore <laughs> unknown by most most grown people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what did you think overall? It was okay. I <laughs> texted you that like I wouldn't call it a good show, mm-hmm. but I would say that my husband and I watched six episodes in one sitting because sure. that is what we did on Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that is factually true. <laughs> yes. Um, it, I don't know. There's something very watchable out of, about it. Jenny Ortega is very compelling. She's, she's really great in yeah, this role. She's um. fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I feel like the show, I'm not the first to say this, like the only takes I saw about the show said it's basically just like a CW teen show, which mm-hmm. it is. Like, yeah, it's a coming of age story. Um, 
which I I feel like my issue with that is that like Wednesday is uh, she has these visions Mm -hmm. and um, you know that's her power that she's realizing and but like the show starts with her already being like supremely confident and like uh, like clear that she is the righteous one in any given conflict and you know of superior intellect and also maybe karate skills like yeah there's no journey (laughs) for her she's already kind of like a powerful being and like sure she's right all the time and this show is just about her proving that she's right about everything yeah that's a hundred percent that that is one of the main flaws is that there is no journey for our central um, antagonist. Yeah, I guess, at one point prote- the like protagonist, the <laughs> queen bee of the her new school. Like, first of all, they start off as rivals for no particular reason, and then they resolve their rivalry for no reason whatsoever and become gal pals. In they resolve life. their rivalry the same way. Lo, these millennia, women have resolved their rivalry by realizing that men are stupid. Yeah. That's, that's what their rivalry is resolved over. Boys I, are dumb. You're way better. Yeah, I kind of wanted that to be illustrated more you know, somehow. But anyway, um, Bianca, the, the former rival, says something like, um, you're lucky because you don't care about what other people think of you and Wednesday says sometimes I wish I cared more and I was Mm -hmm. like oh is this going to be like an autism allegory yeah (laughs) but no it's nothing it's not um yeah and then they try to like wedge in this story a a very convoluted story about the the history of the school like and the town next to it Jericho the town the red flag by the way if you're (laughs) if your school for outcasts is next to a town called Jericho yeah (laughs) So the founding father of this town, a pilgrim question mark named Mr. Crackstone. Joseph Crackstone. Mm-hmm. You know, the town is naturally built on the blood of either the native people who previously inhabited the land or like the outcasts who are <laughs> like we get this big flashback yeah. to the founding of the whatever town. And I couldn't really tell like. I think the implication was that outcasts had been here in America first and coexisted peacefully with yes. the native people until the evil pilgrims there was came. A, there was an actual convenient. line where they said that they coexisted okay, peacefully yeah, with the native. Like, yeah, the show didn't know what to do with any of the political muck that it waded into. So it just turned it into a monster story, which fair enough. But um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot going on in this show. Yeah. I found it weirdly compelling, but it was kind of a, a shit show. Yeah, I agree. I think the entire, I mean, yeah, it was very easily, it was definitely watchable. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's not teams. the most ringing endorsement that you can get <laughs> for a show, it was definitely watchable. If you have I been didn't... tryptophan poisoned by a large Thanksgiving <laughs> meal and don't yeah. feel like getting off the couch yeah. for six to seven hours, this is the show for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely did not claw my eyes out while watching this show. Um, <laughs> no, I I do think it's compelling enough. But yes, there were. This truly was one of these shows where I was like, did we need this, though? Whatever about Dahmer monster, the Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer story. Do we need a remake on the Adams family? That well, you know, trodden. Yeah. Like thing about I, I mean, I think. I was never a huge fan of the Adams oh, family. Oh, you weren't? You that weren't one of the many rabid <laughs> I Adams wasn't family an Adam no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's kind of, it is a cult classic, right? Like, No, it's a show for babies, and they tried to make it. <laughs> it's a show for babies. It's like, 
<laughs> I think the original Adams Family movie was very well received. Okay, I haven't seen the movie Christina since Christina Ricci. I think it is a true and... gay cult icon. Is it? Okay. Um, I seen it so and long. I do think that, uh, yeah, like uh, Morticia Adams and Gomez, they appear all over Reddit as a, you know, relationship that you should actually stand <laughs> um well i guess this show okay so i don't remember the adams family movies well enough to know if there was fan service for that uh the stands of the movies but see this is just like andor we've missed the yeah, entire yeah. purpose of this show because we don't know anything about but the this show does wedge lore. in some like references to the 1960s tv series which i did watch which is very like it's very silly. You know, the mm-hmm. joke is that they like things that are spooky. Yeah. And everything that's bad to us is good to them. And they're kooky. Yes. They're kooky. <laughs> so there's a ref- There's a moment where Tyler, the barista, yeah. tells Wednesday that she's not scary. She's dot, 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 kooky. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's going to, like, the teens watching this show will love a reference to the theme song of the <laughs> 1960s show that they have never watched or heard of. <laughs> And the double snapping thing is also a reference to the TV show yes. theme song. And it's just like, who is this show for? No one under 60 knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it's for the Adams family. <laughs> it just seems like they, tr- yeah, they tried to adopt a character that's from a very like silly property and make mm-hmm. it into like a dark. A serious. A dark yeah. teen drama. And it's just, just too much like dorkiness involved, you know? <laughs> In the original. Yeah. Yeah. This one, it didn't have like a dorky edge to it. But I do agree that the main flaw in this is that there is absolutely no journey for her. Yeah. Even with discovering her powers, mm-hmm. it's like she started having these visions. Then her mother, Morticia Adams, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones, mm-hmm. just... Love to see Catherine Zeta Jones getting work. I mean, I just. Yeah, because she's had a real ups and downs in her career. No, but she is having just a great time. I can yeah. see Catherine Zeta Jones just being like, it was so fun, darling. <laughs> like being, you know, like totally. just hamming it up. Like, I don't. I think Catherine Zeta Jones is one of those people who is blessed by any. She is untroubled by anything and lets her entire fabulous life wash over her and i'm sure this was another experience just like that for Catherine mm-hmm. zeta jones and she looked great i would she love looked to, amazing would love to have morticia's whole look just... yes it's it it's a banger yeah i mean when wednesday adam there's a there's a high school dance in yes, this naturally <laughs> and when wednesday adams showed up in that thrift store black mm-hmm. dress i was like Absolute. That's an Oscar dress. That is not yeah, a thrift store it. black dress. They that teased that dress. dress is she amazing. saw it in the antique shop window, and I was like, "If they don't give us a payoff to yeah. her seeing this dress, <laughs> yeah. I will be so mad." Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was the the biggest flaw is that there literally was nothing. She, as you said, went through this entire series knowing that she was right. That mm-hmm. she was. Um. You know the the message is like, be yourself, and that's what won her all these friends that she didn't care about having and um you know don't care what other people yeah. think of you and you know follow your arrow whatever i don't know <laughs> but it she didn't derive any joy from that or question that at any point yeah. or any of it there's a whole thing where like people are telling her frequently like you can't trust your visions 100 mm-hmm. percent; they're only from one perspective or whatever and it's like her little 
on and off boyfriend Xavier tells her that the principal tells her that and like I think that was supposed to be a metaphor for like young women being gaslit about their own autonomy or mm-hmm. like you know who can but it's just she never doubted herself yeah <laughs> <laughs> like there was never a moment where she like internalized that into self-doubt or anything it was just like no I'm right fuck all of you yeah <laughs> yeah and maybe that's what you know teen girls need to see is a, maybe that's the truest superhero of all. yeah but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a very well-rounded show or, you know, well-fleshed-out character. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, the principal of Nevermore Academy is played by Gwendolyn Christie, mm-hmm. that tall drink of water. All that, six foot three of her. Yes. Um, and uh, she was woefully underused in this yeah. role because uh, there was absolutely zero intrigue about her either and she just came across as a completely inept um principal (laughs) who ended up spoiler getting killed in this show um and basically wednesday adam says like she died doing what she loved protecting the school and i'm like this is dumb like this is like (laughs) no this is not anybody's journey like you couldn't figure out if they were like well you couldn't antagonists or if they were on or if there was something else going on with the principal or any of it and it just yeah yeah there were there were some holes it basically as you said was a cw teen show um in that realm though it hit a lot of the beats that i love in a teen show Mm -hmm. uh, the aforementioned school dance yeah it it was very stylish like very stylish clearly put a lot of money well that's what (laughs) tim burton yeah (laughs) known for his style Perhaps over substance. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah. It, was, it was beautiful. It was filmed in Romania. Oh, really? Yeah. And I watched a little video today that kind of ran down to the locations in Romania where it was filmed. And um, a lot of the interiors, too. Like, it was filmed in a castle. There, mm-hmm. I think there was a castle that was a stand that was the school. Um, the Arboretum, where they have plant class for mm-hmm. some reason. <laughs> I don't know why there's such a focus on botany at this school. But um, that was some botanical garden. And... Um, like the town at the base of the Carpathian Mountains was mm-hmm. Jericho. And I was like, it really made me want to go to Romania. It looked gorgeous. Let's do it. Yeah. It was filmed between September and March. And there were scenes where I was like, it must have been freezing fucking yeah. cold when they were making this. Five degrees. Yeah. Um, also, we should just circle back really quickly. It mm-hmm. is Jenna Ortega. Oh, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> That's my apologies to Ms. Jenna Ortega, well, who is a goddamn delight. <laughs> yeah. Now you're hex. She truly was a delight. I feel like she was extremely compelling. Yeah. Um, very, yeah, true, truly compelling, even for a character that didn't have much going on other than a yeah. wild sense of self. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, also, if we're talking about things that are compelling in this show, we must mention Thing. Breakout star. Oh, Absolutely. Right up there with like Nacho the Tortoise and some like <laughs> amazing acting that we have seen from animals and other inanimate objects. Thing was truly a delight. Mm-hmm. Like it, that kind of is where Tim Burton shines. Tim Burton maybe shouldn't work with people. <laughs> he, should, he should just work with like skeletons and like <laughs> whatever. Else. Well, Thing was played by a Romanian magician. Yeah. So. Best thing a ma- magician's ever done for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the name Victor. Uh, oh, Victor Dorabantu. So sure. shout out to Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope 
Thursdays <laughs> at the pepper mill. Yeah. <laughs> there was a moment in the plot. I don't think we'll really get into too much of the plot because it's there wasn't much. Who cares? But this drifter gets murdered by the monster and they find out that his foot had been severed mm-hmm. and like all the people getting killed by the monster are missing a body part. But when the foot was gone, I was like, is the foot going to become a character? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is Thane going to get a romantic storyline <laughs> with the foot? But no. Missed opportunity. No, nobody gets a romantic storyline with a foot, Jess. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's disgusting. a forbidden love. <laughs> truly disgusting. But yeah, Absolutely I, I loved Thing. I couldn't believe the amount of affection I had for a sentient disembodied hand, if you're not it familiar truly... with the character of Thing. And the moment when we thought Thing was going to die oh. was heartbreaking <laughs> it was truly heartbreaking yeah. yeah it was yeah there's a scene where she tells thing to turn around and he like sits on the edge of the bed and yeah. swings his fingers yeah. like little legs hanging yeah. off a creek and i was like get this man the oscar yeah. <laughs> like it was absolutely truly so just enchanting yeah. and uh yeah it was it, yeah thing was the absolute breakout star for me mm-hmm. and yes when we thought thing was going to die spoilers he doesn't um, Thanks to, I feel Uncle like every Fester. time we watch something, Fred Armisen shows up and I just think of how excited you must yeah, be. Yeah, it's <laughs> truly my cross to bear in this world is that Fred Armisen gets cast in absolutely every yeah. single show that's ever made. Um, yeah, Fred Armisen shows up as Uncle Fester. When Uncle Fester finally appeared, who had, you know, major Adams Family character who had not appeared until yeah. episode six or something. But when he popped out of nowhere, I was like, yes! <laughs> But didn't Uncle Fester have an abundance of hair in the No, famously show? bald. <laughs> Who's the thing with the hair and the hat then? That's Cousin It. Oh, Cousin It. Who I was also waiting for Cousin It to show up. Oh, and so Cousin Steven, It. And my husband pointed out that he there was a portrait of him somewhere in the, there was, in yeah. the school, but I, I missed that. But Co- I wanted real Cousin It. Cousin It will show up in season two, I'm sure. Maybe. Also, it. Lurch underused. <laughs> Very Talk underused. Talk about a tall drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> All 12 feet of lurch. Yeah. Very underused. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think stylistically it was it was beautiful and yeah. definitely easy to watch. But yeah, a little light on content. Yeah. 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 It just like it tried to do too much. Like the school dance is um, the rave apostrophe and. Oh, is that what they, they were going for? The rave. Oh, my God. Apostrophe and mm-hmm. <laughs> raven. But they are antagonized by bullies from Jericho sure. who mm-hmm. pull a carry on the entire dance mm-hmm. by um, piping blood into the sprinkler system. And I was like, what is the point of this? Like, They wh- even said it wasn't, they didn't even spring for pig's blood. That yeah. It was just paint. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, you know, Carrie is a story about a, woman who was coming into supernatural powers once she reaches maturity and she gets bullied for it and like I guess I don't know it just doesn't have the same power when it's a whole fucking school you know (laughs) and three dorks who work at pilgrim world yeah I feel like they did that they invoked this moment from Carrie there's a room full of kids who literally have telekinetic power like they Mm -hmm. should they should have taken it to its logical conclusion like doors lock and something lights on fire and then done something with that you know that Wednesday talks them down or someone saves the day or something but no everyone just ran around screaming and slipping in fake blood paint red paint Paint. and I guess that was probably actually responsible because you can't pipe you know, blood into a room full of vampires. Mm. So 
that could have been we could have had that scene in um that blade scene recreated that would have been a delight i'm not all those (gasps) you have you seen blade no what (laughs) okay so there's a scene Uh speaking of romania where they're in like (laughs) deep dark europe and all these beautiful people are dancing at a rave topless and then the sprinklers come on filled with blood and i didn't know this was a thing the vampires um proceed to feast on all the beautiful people that they've lured into the rave oh great scene okay yeah um so yeah i guess it's you know uh, the pg version of that is to have it just be paint so none of the vampires are activated or triggered okay yeah um (laughs) yeah i don't know Um, do we do you have anything to say about kind of what the i think Part of it for me, as we've said time and time again, is that she really underwent no journey in this. And um, that made it less interesting. Yeah. If you um, if you were to go to Nevermore Academy, what would you <laughs> uh, what would you like to you know, what click would you be in with? Um, like which of the freaks or like yeah, which what, activity what power would, I would you like to have? <laughs> um, probably... I mean, I guess siren, right? Like the sirens can just, you know, bend people to their get will. people to do whatever they want. Power of persuasion. Like, why wouldn't I go for that? I don't want to have a Medusa head. That's not my look. You don't want to be a Gorgon? <laughs> Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely not. What uh, about you? Uh, I I like telekinesis. Though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that really appeals to my extremely lazy nature. <laughs> <laughs> what was Xavier's power supposed to be? Oh, Stupid he had art? visions too, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was somehow psychically linked to the um, monster. Oh, okay. And the monster turned out to be Tyler, the townie boy. I feel like the show was also sort of like accidentally full of male toxicity. Like she sort of has a budding romance with Tyler, the normie mm-hmm. barista, except he frequently is butthurt at her, like yeah. brushing him <laughs> off. And will say things like, I thought we liked each other. She never once gave him any indication that she <laughs> liked him or had any warm feelings at mm-hmm. all or anything but disdain for him. And he kept like, he just had this entitlement to her. Like mm-hmm. he was a brat. And then. Well, you, then we find out he's a literal monster. Sure. Jessica, so <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> um, and then the the little runt Eugene, who's the beekeeper. Mm-hmm. He's going to ask her roommate Enid out to the dance. Oh, yeah. And he says he's just going to keep doing it. Yeah. He's like, he's fine with it if she says no, because he's playing the long game. And I was like, boy, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) No means no. There is no long game. (laughs) Read the room. And I just was like, that's a weird thing to wedge in there. (laughs) Girls don't like it when you try to wear them down. But uh, anyway, maybe Eugene will learn in time. No. (laughs) <laughs> they never do eugene will well, not learn he's got incel energy um tyler or xavier neither oh i, th- I thought xavier was very pretty i knew I you would like xavier boy. yeah <laughs> i knew you'd like his yeah his gaunt consumptive victorian <laughs> look yeah that's <laughs> right up your right up your alley correct um yeah no i'm not going for anyone at this school literally not one student that I found attractive enough to. So Ajax, the kid with the Medusa, the Gorgon, the Gorgon mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I'm losing my mind or whatever, but there's something about that kid's face. Like he looked CGI to me. Like oh, really, like, he like he a deep like face. He looked like Tim Lincecum to me, but I think it was just How the hat. Dare you? <laughs> but I googled him, and he's played by an actor named Georgie Farmer, which sounds Ugh. like a fucking deep fake ass name yeah. to me. There's no real person named Georgie Farmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. The show just had. The, okay, so Ajax and Enid, the werewolf, Wednesday's roommate have a budding romance i guess she she's trying to get him to ask her out and he's clueless about it and then she finally lays it all out Mm -hmm. so she she's been hinting that she wants him to ask her out they're volunteering at the taxidermy gallery or whatever they're volunteering at uriah's heap uriah's heap it's called an antique store but it's just a bunch of weird taxidermy yeah um and he says something like oh i thought I, I thought you wanted me to ask you out or something because of how long you spent brushing the possum's tail. And I was like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> like, they had to brush the taxidermy animals. I understand there. that. But like, why would the length of time she sp- spent on this task have any <laughs> indication? And also possums don't have hair on their tails. They famously have <laughs> naked rat tails. I felt like, you remember the scene? <laughs> No, but okay. it was so full of th- lines like that. Guys, that- if there are any Gorgons listening <laughs> who can explain this to us, please feel free to tweet at us. Do you remember TV on the radio? We'd love to hear from you. In Get Back, when George is working on something, and I can't remember if it's Paul or John tells him to just like throw in a stand-in until you come up with the mm-hmm. lyric in there. And so he sings, something in the way she moves attracts me like a pomegranate. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this show forgot to go back <laughs> and replace pomegranate for a bunch of the lines. <laughs> because of how long you spent brushing the insert animal here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, there was also the, so they have parents weekend and everyone's mm-hmm. family comes to Nevermore Academy. And Enid, the werewolf, her family, her three werewolf brothers show up. And there's the, her whole story is that she doesn't really have. She like, hasn't wolfed out yet. Yeah. And so she's not sure if she's ever going to become full werewolf or whatever. But anyway, her family shows up and her mom's pressuring her to go to like werewolf camp. werewolf camp. And the, it's like thrown in our conversion face that therapy, this is supposed yeah. to be like gay conversion camp. But her family is there the whole weekend. Her dad never says anything until she stands up to her mom and says she's not going to do that. And her dad finally, after being prominently silent the mm-hmm. whole time, says like i'm proud of you Mm -hmm. and but they like made such a big fucking deal about the fact that her dad didn't talk i thought there was going to be a reveal when he finally spoke and i do i think that they meant to go back and post and give him like a weird wolf voice and someone just (laughs) forgot (laughs) because there was no payoff to that it was so weird i mean they could have yeah i don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> the most inadvertently funny line of the show is her mom is um, giving her these pamphlets about this conversion camp. And Enid says, what are those? And she says, brochures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it really literally. Well, also the thing about werewolf conversion camp is they want her to become a werewolf. Yeah. And so if she goes to this camp, she'll fulfill her destiny yeah. and become a werewolf, which is... Not what gate conversion yeah. camps are about <laughs> at all. Those so- are about this is who you are. You mm-hmm. will now be completely different. Yes. And this is just like, I was like, that's really just a cheerleading camp for werewolves. Yeah. It's not a werewolf conversion camp. It's something to allow you right. to become a werewolf, not something to tell you that you're not, in fact, a yeah, werewolf. It didn't really so. work as a, as a mm-hmm. metaphor for gate mm-hmm. conversion camp. 
didn't didn't quite hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got bogged down in that too, thinking like, oh, Eden, Eden's never going to become a full werewolf, and that's just the you know who she is, mm-hmm. like someone who identifies as non-binary or something. <laughs> she but just has like, claws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they dropped the ball on that, and then she did in fact become a full werewolf. Yes. Just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. ASX Machina. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the story is about Wednesday, like coming to terms with the fact that she is not a loner, lone wolf. Yeah, but I don't. It wasn't that well, well executed. Yeah, Wednesday deigns to give Enid a hug. You do after see the hug. At the, the woman end. saves her life after, from a monster. Yeah, the extreme trauma of uh, yeah her being attacked by a monster. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what it is. There's, you know, Morticia talks to her about how um she said well i'm a more upbeat person so i'm my visions are generally good and i'm a yeah. dog and i was like well what do good visions do for you yeah. like what how does that advance society in any <laughs> way having pancakes for breakfast <laughs> exactly it's like oh somebody's gonna have a baby yeah. yay like I'm, that's not doing shit for anyone like at least if you're having visions about like the old racist who formed the town like you can actually stab him in the heart at the end, which is, you know, what they had to do, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, and so it's it's about like you're I'm a dove and you're a raven and like you're a lone wolf type thing, like you. And it's her power is that she has these visions and she has to be guided to her power by someone from her ancestral line, and it mm-hmm. turns out it's the. Blonde Wednesday. The witch. Yeah, Blonde Wednesday, who originally killed this racist guy the first time. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and even that was wild because it's about you're guided by your ancestors. And Morticia was like, you have to be careful of her because she, like, let her power consume her. She was right. a very powerful witch and she let her power consume her. But then literally what happened is at the end she's like... Hey, so here's the thing. I'm going to save your life. You've just been stabbed. I'm going to like make oh, myself right. a fake spirit and go into you, but you'll never see me again. So like so dumb. there's not any conflict about her worrying in the future, like about using this dark magic, because now it's like she's never going to see that person again. Yeah. And she just has to muddle through her own visions, which, by the way, I think like if you have visions, that's it. Right. Like you I don't think you necessarily need. I don't, I don't know. Do you need more than that? You're like, my power is I have visions. Like, yeah, you know, the whole being able to control them thing or whatever. The, yeah. The show teed up a lot of stuff like that that didn't that didn't pay off. Like, well, why? See, that's what season five is for. Jess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the show also basically ended with everyone publicly begging for a second season, which I thought was a little off putting. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, the the siren said that she was going to go join her mother at her mother's cult um, at the end of the school year. And then she's like, hey, so will I see you next year? Yeah, next exactly. And I was like, what, what happened to the mom? Like, yeah. what, what happened to the siren? Oh, yeah, there was. The, yeah, I guess that was for season two. But yeah, there was the thing with the cult that didn't pay off. That's going to. Yeah, Morningwood is going to be or Morningstar Morning or whatever <laughs> the morning cult. It's it's morning something, right? I don't remember. It'll always be morning wood in my heart. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's probably going to be the that's who they have to battle in season two. Okay, fair enough. 
I like that. Kill some technocratic cult leaders. Sure. Um, yeah. Also, I do like the idea that like cult leaders are really just sirens. Like that's checks out. <laughs> I guess so. Like Keith Raniere. No <laughs> yes. one could resist his siren song. A siren if ever I've seen one. I believe Osho was a siren because I never understood why people were so drawn to him. But maybe you just have to be in the proximity of his siren song. That's right. You just, yeah, there's no, there's no rational thought yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, all right. So overall. It was fine. Would you give a thing thumbs up? <laughs> thumbs <laughs> One down. One thumb up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you, my husband really enjoyed it because he has had a Buffy shaped hole in his heart oh, for many, okay. many years now and loves a, loves a spooky teen. Um, I'd say if that's your situation, it's just to be clear, this watch. is not as good as Buffy. No, no. Yeah. Like, he likes anything that's that sort of flavor. Um, well, I don't know. It's fun. Would you let your daughter watch it? I uh, it was pretty. I mean, there was some violence. But. Yeah, I I would. I was watching it while we were out of town visiting family, and she walked in and said, "Can you turn this off? It's very distracting." So, <laughs> so I don't think she would want to watch it. Okay. Um, it was the dance scene where everybody was being soaked in blood, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was a lot of gore to it. Not a lot of gore, I guess. Not a lot. But there I mean, was, there was the same fantastical bullshit that Tim Burton always does. Yeah, whatever. It's like a lot of implied off-screen violence, but not. Yeah, it's cartoony. But it's also, a there, people. there was, yeah, there. Like you do see the monster a lot, and the monster is kind of scary if you're a little, little. I would guess. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. monster is kind of scary. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tim Burton is. I've been thinking recently. I'm like, oh, I need to get into some horror and like. Tim Burton's not. No. He's not horror. No. At all. Right? Like, he's Mm-mm. just, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Mass market horror or whatever. Um, okay. So, Thing was the breakout star. We're Thing all was in agreement. definitely the breakout star. Yeah. Um, I found it enjoyable enough. I thought Jenna Ortega was very compelling in this role. I thought she was great. Um, always love to see Christina Ricci pop up. Christina Ricci <laughs> played Wednesday Adams in the '90s movie, mm-hmm. and uh, again, I do believe it turned out to be kind of an iconic thing for maybe a small subset of people. I don't know, yeah. um, but she was in this this show. And uh, did you see? Could did you see where it was going? Yes, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Pretty like, heavily, heavily episode telegraphed. two. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's all pretty heavily telegraphed. What going to happen and there was some misdirection but we've all seen tv at this stage so (laughs) it's like you're like oh this is the misdirection part so um yeah i didn't think it was like amazingly plotted or anything but definitely enjoyable enough worth the watch i guess if you're in a trip to fan coma as you said (laughs) can't move from the couch you should watch wednesday yeah that's fine yeah there are a number of side plots wedged in yeah, just the the number the number of things they raise and don't pay off. There's the the gruff sheriff in town, who I thought we were to believe that he was bad because mm-hmm. we see him. He's trying to figure out why all these people are getting disemboweled in the forest, and we see him looking at his little red red string board, and he's drinking a tall Amstel light. And I was like, that's how we know he's bad because <laughs> he's <laughs> drinking on the job. It's a sloppy alcoholic, but. 
No, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's he's got a decades long grudge against Gomez Adams, who he believes to have committed a murder in high school, and uh, that whole side plot. Yeah, and then he says, "Sorry about that." Yeah, (laughs) literally, grudge over. Sorry about all this. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're cool. We bury (laughs) the hatchet now. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, it's very silly. Yeah. Well, it turns out that the reason, you know, cops were always covering up some shit. And the mm-hmm. reason he was covering it up was because he suspected that his son was, in fact, the murderer. Mm-hmm. And that was true. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You know, uh, you do the best you can. <laughs> 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 Sometimes your son turns out to be half human, half hide. And, <laughs> you know, they have that part, you know, deep inside them and mm-hmm. it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I think that was the toxic masculinity expressing itself. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, there were a lot of things in the air in the show. And as I said, I feel the person who I felt worse for was Gwendolyn Christie. I'm like, they can't even portray her as like the line at the end where like she died protecting the yeah. school. Did not even ring true because she just seemed incompetent the entire way through. Like, yeah, just, I mean, I thought they did a reasonable job, like making us wonder, like what side which, she was yeah. on. She they applied some sort of political corruption because she mm-hmm. donated money to the mayor's campaign, which I don't know if that's illegal or not. Maybe she exceeded the, the donation <laughs> limit or yeah. something. Um, and, and yeah, she, she has had, a grudge against Morticia, Morticia, who she was jealous of in high school mm-hmm. or something. But all of that is just a misdirection. I guess she was fine. Although she did cover up the death of a student by using her shape-shifting. Yeah, but then she explained that the dad was okay with that, too. Like The, right, student's, which that's dad, a- the student's family were fine with that because they knew that, you know, it was for the good of the school. And I was like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, that I'd be, I'd be like, oh well, if it's for the good of the school, then that just well, everything. the implication was that he was like coming into his own powers and was start starting to be driven mad by his vision. So it's like, well, he was gonna go crazy anyway. So it's better that he's dead. Which this is a world in you which therapy a- exists. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Wednesday goes. You to lose therapy. a few supernatural kids along the way. Yeah. It's the cost of doing business. Yeah. Um. Yeah, very funny. Oh, yeah, so Wednesday sees this therapist, uh, and we see there's, like, a reveal at the end of one episode that the therapist is the one who's making the little taxidermy animals. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's it's treated like, oh, she's yeah, the one behind like, oh, this. yeah. N- no point, no nope. payoff. <laughs> no, that's just her hobby. <laughs> yeah. You just have to have a hobby, you know? It's, yeah, it's nice. I like that she had a hobby. Yeah, I guess. Um, Good for her. All right. Well, let's go to another song. And then when we get back, we will um, talk a little more about Wednesday or other things that we are watching. And as always, if you guys are watching anything that you're enjoying or if you watched Wednesday, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We're at BFF TV on the radio on Twitter for however long that's still working. And uh, we'll be back after this. There's things in there that scratch above. They make their music in the night And in the day they give me such a fright My heart is like a haunted house There's things in there that scream and shout They make their music in the night Wish I could find a way to let them out Oh, do you remember? 
TV on the radio here on BFF.FM. Yep, I'm, correct. Yeah, I had a moment there where I was like, oh. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so anything else? Any final thoughts about Wednesday? Um, I did immediately get a laugh out of Nancy Reagan High School. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. High school that Wednesday gets kicked out of, which has a bust of Nancy Reagan yeah. in the hallway. Yeah. Um, there was a moment when, when Uncle Fester shows up, he says that he covered his tracks by telling Gomez he had a job out of town that would require him to lay low for a few days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is Uncle Fester a contract killer? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to take away from that? Yeah, I think that is what we're supposed to take away from it. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. He did rob a bank while he was in town. Yeah. Which I endorse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, will you watch the dark Netflix series about Eddie Munster? <laughs> that little creep <laughs> that, I mean speaking of monster Jeffrey Dunn like the Eddie Munster story oh, I he was, was so sweet Eddie Munster was not sweet <laughs> no absolute creep um, yeah absolutely I mean yes what other franchises would you like to see be you know mm, maybe like a Golden Girls style like show about old people that follows Grandpa Munster <laughs> I'm running out of spooky TV families. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're we're a little low on spooky TV families. But yeah, I'd like to see Bewitched get the Tim Burton treatment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like about following Tabitha or what? Their child. Yeah. Tabitha's oh, my God. And it, okay. A reboot. We're at retirement home. Grandpa Monster and Dora <laughs> from Bewitched. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did she just To die? a real one. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, someone from My Dream of Jeannie. Oh, God. <laughs> Unholy Trinity. <laughs> some poor... Yeah, what was going on in the 60s, guys? That's what we really need to be examining. They should reboot I Dream of Jeannie. That show is so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those shows were really weird. So he was an astronaut who found her in space? Is that the basis? So no, he found her on a beach in space? I don't know where he found her. <laughs> a space, space beach. beach. <laughs> He was an astronaut. So he tourist. discovered that there is yeah. water on other planets, but the important part is that he now has a genie. He does a bottle, yeah. He's married to him. Um, yeah, Did I mean, the power imbalance in that relationship <laughs> in many ways. She also had real, like, basic, like, you know. Based in men? Oh, well, yes, for sure. But also just, uh, like, I don't know. You're. Your genie powers are supposed to be kind of infinite and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're using them to make like beef wellington. (laughs) Like, I just just think 
There's I don't a, remember that episode. Just think there's a better <laughs> better uh, use for your genie powers. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were at an elite private academy, what would your your sport be? Dressage. Oh. Fencing. <laughs> polo. It's, it's got to be like croquet or something, Ooh, right? Croquet. Like I'd be on a varsity croquet team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'd um, get into bullying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think letter. that's a given. I mean, you're not accepted to those schools unless you can minor in bullying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fencing is the classic, right? Like, I wonder if I would like fencing. It seems scary. It's really, it's, it seems boring AF to me, actually, mm. because like there's a very defined set of rules about like if somebody advances you have to retreat and like you always have to be the same amount of steps away from each other and things oh, really? like that i'm like how does anything ever get done in fencing <laughs> i guess that's why you have to be the renegade mm-hmm. who yeah i don't know all right well anything else that you're watching um god no i have started watching uh some yeah streaming christmas movies yeah i watched the Lindsay lohan one the other day yeah i watched that one (laughs) which is overboard in a ski resort only less interesting yeah (laughs) Um, uh, i liked spoilers for this movie the guy she ends up staying it's chord overstreet is it pronounced chord i think it has to be cord (laughs) it's chord chord overstreet they they meet each other at the beginning of the film, right? And he mm-hmm. spills coffee on her. Mm-hmm. But then when she doesn't shows up with amnesia, doesn't recognize yeah. her from the whole fucking film. Yeah. Or from, yeah, yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It, she was wearing sunglasses, Jess. Oh, I mean, I okay. guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, maybe I'm conflating it with another movie now, but his like girlfriend or something? No. He didn't I'm have a girlfriend. He, he had a dead wife. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. I don't know what happens. <laughs> There's another movie where some. Oh, I watched this crazy ass Australian movie that's about, um, I don't know, like a drunk woman has to go home and run the farm in Australia. And uh, a guy shows up. I forget why. He, I don't know why he's there, but he's there and she has to impress him for some reason. They had slept together in New York. Mm-hmm. He shows up at this farm. She's colored her hair since then, but otherwise made no other changes to her appearance. Doesn't recognize yeah, her. No for the idea whole who she movie. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird one. I forget what it was called. Amnesia is um, a big thing in, <laughs> yeah. in all these Christmas movies. It's not amnesia. He doesn't have amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't remember a woman he fucked <laughs> a few days ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who are we to judge, Jess? I mean, yeah. yeah. Should we do a roundup of Christmas movies at some point before the end of the year? Oh, I don't know. I know. They're I, so I hard to remember. The, it, truly. I watched the Lindsay Lohan one, and then I watched one with Justin Hartley. Do I know him? He's in This Is Us. Oh, God. And he was married to Chriselle Stouts from Selling Sunset. Fake name. Dumped her via text. Ooh. Um, when they were married? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but, well, so she said. Um uh yeah it was something to do with his mom was a hoarder and this oh wait did i watch this girl who was given away oh i watched that last night <laughs> yeah oh my God. i don't remember and then like he reunites with his dad like he has to drive they have to drive across country to talk to his dad about this hired help that worked for them and like yes. okay so was- that scene he shows up at his estranged father's house with a christmas tree and they like tensely decorate the tree together but the woman and his dog are sitting in his truck outside 
And I was like, I was trying to watch this movie. I was like, how long has she been out? It's snowing. <laughs> Just sitting outside waiting for him to like make up with his estranged dad. It was so weird. Yeah. And the estranged dad was like, my bad like i i wanted to be with him like it was well, the, just the, the whole thing was it ends with him finding out that this whole time his dad had been sending him letters mm-hmm. and his mom had been suppressing them so i guess the like takeaway is that it's fine that his mom died and he didn't know and wasn't there when she she was sick and dying because she was a bitch <laughs> Instead of somebody with a mental health disorder, aka hoarding, like yeah. did she even know that these letters were like that? Right, like, they were just lost somewhere. Like, oh, she's really playing the long game by yeah. developing a hoarding habit to hide the fact right. that the dad sent these letters or whatever. It's so dumb. And then, yeah, the, the woman so whose dumb. mom was missing, like she was just a nurse, like somewhere. Like I was like, why? She's like, I gave you away. Yeah. <laughs> A clue. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was that was yeah, weird. It was one. It's really something. So yeah, I don't know how effective <laughs> we'd be at recapping because I do frequently get to the end of these movies and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who now? What happened? Yeah. Oh, we tried to watch um a Christmas story Christmas oh, last no. night. Which I thought uh I have never sat and watched a Christmas story start to finish, but, you know, I feel like I've absorbed sure. 100% yeah. of the films, you know, here and there. Um, so this is, you know, takes place when Ralphie's an adult and it takes place in the 70s. And I was like, okay, this will be fun. It is not fun. No, it is nobody a wants that. downer. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like the man's a like failing writer and his dad dies and like he somehow becomes tasked with like throwing the best Christmas ever or something but it's just like he's in a depressed town and everyone's a fucking alcoholic (laughs) I don't know (laughs) it's just like there was no joy in it there were no jokes there were just like allusions to the original movie like we all haven't seen it one billion times yeah and uh yeah thumbs down I didn't finish it we watched like half of it I was like I can't do this anymore (laughs) okay well good I'm glad that you're at least practicing that level of self-care just not a lot (laughs) I usually usually have to get to the end. Yeah. Um, oh, the one with the sorry, I don't remember the names of any of these, but the one we were just talking about where he has fun. Noel something something because her name was Noel. Oh right, so he's gone on this convoluted adventure with this woman to find her father, and she's engaged. Hit. By the way, oh yeah, that's mentioned frequently, but they don't kiss at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, how dare you? Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie if they don't kiss mm-hmm. for the last 10 seconds mm-hmm. of the 90 minutes. Like, very odd. I always assume that in those situations, they just hate each other. Maybe. Like, I think she's just like, I am absolutely not <laughs> kissing this man. He is disgusting. <laughs> Maybe. And he's not. Like, Justin Hartley is handsome, you know. I couldn't picture his face if I... <laughs> I feel like he's a step above like a Hallmark handsome, but he's just, yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Um, All right. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to uh, mention that you're watching? (laughs) Uh, No. I did watch the first episode of Fleischman is in Trouble. Oh, uh uh-huh. I will watch all that show, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And you're not watching The White Lotus yet? Oh, we did watch the first episode. Okay. Okay. that's all I've watched, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm enjoying season two much yeah. more than season one. So Are you all caught maybe up? We'll talk about that at some point. I think we're one episode back, but okay. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about that at some point. Okay. 
Um, all right. Well, do you have anything, anything else that you'd like to recommend to the people? <laughs> no, I've got nothing. Uh, wait, wait. What did I start watching? Oh, um, I did watch season two of I Think You Should Leave, which is, did you watch that show? No. I don't Except think you'll like it. Tim Heidecker? Yes. No. No. A different Tim. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I think you should leave. It is so funny. It is. Really? It is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen, probably. But um, yeah, highly recommend. Also, episodes are 15 minutes, so. Oh, it's got that going for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening to TV on the radio. Do keep it here on BFF.FM. We have Indie Rocker Radio coming up next and um, a ton of other great shows to keep your Sunday rolling. Mm-hmm. Keep it here on BFF.FM. We'll be back next week. Um, with more TV on the radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Many sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be It's strange, so strange It's very strange to me you got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch Oh no
me Something you call love But confess You've been a messin' Where you shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over you Yeah 